Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you looking to keep up with your New Year's resolution of getting your home, library, office, garage, or simply your life organized? Well, look no further than Smart Labels. These are QR sticker packs that pair with the Smart Label app and allow you to catalog everything going inside a box or bin. No longer do you need to dig through 10 boxes just to find that one thing you were looking for. Smart Labels provides you with the ability to get organized and even more importantly, to stay organized. So check out Smart Labels on Amazon to begin your organization journey today. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> um, it's weird still being back. I know. I We're still haven't back adjusted. Into the swing of it. Yeah. Um, this is our second mm-hmm. episode of our ninth freaking season, which is still so bizarre to me. It's crazy that we've been doing it this long, honestly. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you who are back for episode two, welcome. Mm-hmm. Crescent City three. Yep. Still <laughs> reeling yep it's so exciting um couple of announcement type things mm-hmm. it's galentine's yes which is better than valentine's it in really my opinion. is mm-hmm. so i hope you guys are doing something fun with your girls this week mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe let's try to do something fun on instagram this week yeah we for galentine figure something out we'll figure something out <laughs> um but let us know what you guys have planned yeah because it's my favorite holiday. I've seen a couple <laughs> of bookstores actually that are posting about hosting like events for Galentine's. That's such a good idea. I know. And you get like a blind date with a book. I've seen some that are doing like a candle pouring class or like Ooh. different like little classes within the bookstore. And then you get like a book date. Why kind of haven't thing. you told me about this until now? We need to sign up for something. That well, sounds I saw so it. Fun. I saw it at the bookseller, which is where we hosted oh, right. our uh, CC3 party. And I was like, why don't we live closer to this bookstore? Oh, true story. I know. So, but I'm sure there's plenty of other bookstores yeah. that are doing fun things. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, what have you been reading recently? I read some good ones recently, actually. Um, I feel like in this whole stretch of time since like we did last season till like CC3, there's been a lot of good books, yeah. um, which I'm not mad about. Not at all. Um, so one of the ones I've been reading was The Hedgewitch of Fox Hall. Oh, I was so excited about that one. Yeah. So this is by Anna Bright. Um, and I four-starred this. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was, what did I think? Like it's a historical cozy romanticy mm. kind of. Um, and it's, 
it's historical in the fact that there's like Welsh folklore that this is based on. That's awesome. Um, which I thought was really cool. And the romanticity is very, very minor. Like mm-hmm. it's more so like about the main female who's like coming to like understand and love herself and just like like a self-discovery moment self-discovery yeah and just like always choosing good regardless of like the consequences it could have like sticking to her guns and sticking to her morals which it was just really it was a really cool thing to see and it's like when I was reading the you know description it's like love triangle kind of situation with two brothers and I was like oh this is gonna be so like spicy and juicy and it's Mm. like that's like not the focus which I kind of loved yeah um and it's yeah, so I just I really enjoyed this book of like self-discovery and like pride in yourself kind of thing. That sounds so refreshing. It was very I really enjoyed it. I really recommend it. So mm. um that's out now because I got it. We or no, it's not out yet. It comes out March twelfth, I lied. Okay, um, so coming soon. Coming soon, yeah. So add it to the TBR. That's the problem with arcs. I just like assume everyone is yeah. has access to them, but we are very blessed in that we do. So um yeah, that's coming out soon. So highly recommend that. Um and then another one that I just finished was uh The Wedding People. Oh, okay. Tell so, me more. I don't think I've heard this one. No, so this is again, we got this one as an arc. It comes out in July. So Oh, forever. Forever away from now. Yeah. You read that one quick I don't know why I was just like I wanted like a rom-com-y like okay. cutesy one and I thought it was gonna be like that but it was definitely not it was romance but it was not comedy oh no <laughs> it was a very like serious like take on a rom-com I guess so it was more of a like dr- just like dramatic like true romance yeah kind of so like the cover was all cutesy like I'll show you Oh, yeah. Whenever you have cartoon people on the front, I assume we're going to have a good time. Right. I assume cutesy romance. And so I was like, ooh, I want this right now because I needed a little break. But this was like, it kind of started dark. Like the main girl is like, she is taking this trip to go commit suicide. Oh, my gosh. And she winds up being the only non-wedding guest at this hotel. Like the bride had rented out this whole hotel and Uh it's like all wedding people there. And she's the only one that just like happens to be a not wedding person and she kind of like finds herself in the midst of this wedding because the bride like finds out that this girl wants to kill herself and she like is like you cannot ruin my wedding and so she like stops it and just kind of it has nothing to do with the humanitarian no it's literally like you cannot ruin my wedding and the woman who was going to kill herself gets like wrapped up in this whole wedding party and Uh becomes like a part of it becomes friends with the girls like starts to fall in love with the groom like (gasps) no yeah so it's a very different take on like a romance um oh my gosh it was it was very interesting read and it was kind of like similarly that self-discovery thing of like realizing like your value and like yeah. other people don't define you and like be who you are kind of thing. So it was really good, but it was a darker side yeah. of like, I mean, they kept it lighthearted and I didn't feel like I was going to cry because of this girl, but like it was just, it was a really different take on it. So it was not the happy go lucky rom-com I was hoping for, no. but I still thought it was really good. So I forced art it. Um, but definite trigger warnings, there. trigger warnings. Yeah. But it's called the wedding people by Allison S E-S-P-A-C-H. Um, okay. so yeah, so would recommend, but obviously there's that trigger warning for you. Yeah. My yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. What about you? I know. Sorry. That was a little depressing. That was that. I was not <laughs> expecting that in a book. I wasn't either. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in a deep fantasy okay. era. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one arc, one not arc that I've just, I'm finally getting to. So Promise of Peridot by mm-hmm. Kate Golden. Finally got to read that. That comes out this April. Mm-hmm. And also, quick plug, she is our interview mm-hmm. um, in our upcoming issue of Romanticine. Yes. So she's going to be in that, which is exciting. And the full interview will be on the podcast later this season once A Promise of Peridot comes out. But mm-hmm. Kate wrote A Dawn of Onyx. And we especially love Kate because she was the first arc we ever yeah. received. She reached out to us. Yeah. Which was, uh, we felt like the coolest human beings exactly. ever. Exactly. So she really kicked off this whole journey. So I was so excited mm-hmm. to get A Promise of Peridot. Yep. And it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a four star for me. It was quite adventurous. We went on a journey. Mm-hmm. There were twists and turns and I just overall yeah. had such a good time yeah. reading this book. The only, I don't know why I, for me, the only reason it's not five stars mm-hmm. is I'm just not like obsessed with mm-hmm. these characters, yeah. but I really am enjoying the journey that they're on. Yeah. So I, I definitely think it's a t- still a top tier yeah. book. So don't be like, Alex, why aren't you reading it? Five stars? It's wonderful. Yeah. Just for me, a five star is like, I'm obsessed and I'm just not quite obsessed yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I it's just, such a blast. I think there's too much pressure on this whole five star thing. Like I think in reality th- there should only be like one or 2% of books that are five stars. Yeah. Like I feel like we five star stuff way too easily. And mm-hmm. I think now that we have like this grading scale, which honestly makes me very happy. R- right. It helps keep us in check. Right. It's like, I shouldn't just be five starring stuff because it's like, I enjoyed it. Like there should be more to it than that, which you're saying like obsession level, yeah. like Akatar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I haven't quite hit yeah. like obsession level with that book, mm-hmm. but a reign of roses is already scheduled to come out later this year, which is her third. And the way that this second book ended, which was a total cliffhanger, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really pumped about yeah. this last book. I think it we might eventually we might breach into five star territory with yeah. this next book. So um definitely recommend it. Yeah. Definitely so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then keep keep it, eyes and ears out for interviews with Kate later yes. on. Um so that was one I read. Mm-hmm. But then speaking of five stars, yes. I did read a five star. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um so I actually listened to this book on audio okay um but i finally got to the inadequate air Mm -hmm. so this is by danielle l jensen and Mm -hmm. this is the second duology in the bridge kingdom series okay so right bridge kingdom was about um Mm aaron and oh my god why can i remember her name Oh, I couldn't tell you for the life of me. That was so long ago. Laura. Oh. Wow. I don't know. I was like, I love them. I'm obsessed with them. Why can't I remember? Okay. So that was about Arn and Laura. Mm-hmm. And this one is about Karis and Zara, which was kind of hinted at in the first duology. Mm-hmm. And you just went way deep into it. That's her brother, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, who's the one of the princes mm-hmm. of Meridrina. And then Zara is um, the heir of um, their kingdom which is why can't I remember names right now the fact that you knew all of those names is beyond me so (laughs) um but anyway so they they they're warring nations these nations that have warred forever Mm -hmm. um and it was interesting because this book picks up this is going to sound confusing but so the the first book of this duology Mm -hmm. happens during the second book of the first duology so there's like overlap yeah 
in how the previous duology ended and this duology started. Yep. Which was kind of cool because you got to like see a different side mm-hmm. to some of the things that I was like, ooh, I loved and was excited about in the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to see kind of like how they kind of come together a little bit more. Yeah. So I am obsessed with their romance yeah. and how these two um, very different characters are coming together mm-hmm. and like are dreaming of, you know, countries at peace and it's just it's just so precious and it's so sweet and it has a huge cliffhanger that gave me so much anxiety (laughs) but I just I loved it I was so excited about it five stars amazing and if you have um audible Mm -hmm. it was free on audible we love that and I was like yes Mm -hmm. so that was also very exciting yes um so up next in terms of listening is going to be the last one which is gotcha. the endless war because i'm trying to i'm in a danielle l jensen flow because mm-hmm. we have her book coming out at the end of this month which is a yes. new series that's mm-hmm. a fate inked in blood which we're going to the book signing for and i'm so pumped so exciting so that's in a couple weeks for us and then she's writing a th- the third mm-hmm. duology in this like bridge kingdom world that's yep. focused on anna so i'm like i gotta get caught up yep gotta get back into it um <laughs> but i love her as an author and yep. so very excited mm-hmm. about that one um all right let's see sarah what else do we have going on um we need to shout out our lovely (gasps) patrons oh my goodness okay so for those of you who are fam Mm -hmm. members on patreon one of the perks is you get shout outs on this podcast yes so first off thank you so much Mm -hmm. to heidi p kate r brandy s and danielle l Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means the world to have your support. Yes. Um, exciting things. Mm-hmm. And if you would like your name shouted out, just join the fam. Yeah. It's $5 a month. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to say that's not nothing. It's a cup of coffee. It's a cup of coffee. <laughs> Buy us a cup of coffee. Um, anywho, but really appreciate all of you guys. Yes. All right. Do we want to dig in? Let's dig in. Okay. So this week we're doing chapters three through seven Mm -hmm. and we are calling this episode Keep Close. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Mm -hmm. So intense. Yes. All right. Chapter three summary. (laughs) Uh, Bryce's interrogators leave her bored and alone. Sabine catches up with Ethan, Sigrid, and Co. Mm -hmm. Would you notice? Well, Nesta confirms that Bryce's tattoo is, in fact, made. Right. Uh, just so nonchalant about it. Yeah. Oh, it's made. Like, yeah, yeah. that's made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, boy. Like, the wolves catching up with Ethan and co. Like, mm-hmm. it can't be good. No. 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 Um, okay. So, where we left off last week, mm-hmm. Bryce took that special bean and her tattoo's glowing. And they're like, what is happening? Right. So Resand disappeared, mm-hmm. got Nesta, brought her back. Yep. And so it's like, oh, why hello again? Yes. Nesta. Mm-hmm. But she, being made herself, is one of the few people who can like truly tell if something is made. Correct. And this is where she confirms, to your point, that she that there is something in her tattoo that is made. Yeah. And I don't, have we had it confirmed? I, I don't know if I just assumed that this is true. Mm-hmm. And so it's truth in my head. But have we had it confirmed yet that the horn is a trove? We have not. So it's technically still not confirmed. Technically still not confirmed. I'm just convinced. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about like in the whole book? Or are you talking about like in 
like, like as up of to, now. Up to this point. No, we've not had it confirmed. It's not confirmed. No. I've just assumed. I think all of us have. Up to this point that that's, that's true. I feel like <laughs> of, of all the SJM theories, that was like everyone. That was like a, yeah, of course. It's a giveaway. It was kind of like the sword and the like <laughs> knife. We're all just like, we know that these are <laughs> like, we know. So yeah, I feel like the trove is kind of another, we know. We know. But it has not yet been confirmed. Yeah. So when Nesta said this, I was like, welcome to the party. Yeah. I was like, poor trove. <laughs> yep. Uh, what um, else do you notice? So they've basically, like, it It just seems like Bryce, I can't decide if she, like, wants to cooperate, doesn't want to cooperate, but it's, like, it would be in her best interest to cooperate. Right. And Nesta kind of, like, tells her that. She's, like, you're not going anywhere. Like, you might as well just cooperate. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, like, I, I know we get perspective into Bryce's head, but I'm, at the same time, we, like, never get enough of her perspective because she's always right. plotting and scheming and we never get that until the very end true so it's like i wish i could really understand like do you want to tell them or do you not want I to tell them she d- she doesn't have the perspective on them that we do right that's true so she's like they're just captors to her what are they going to do to me once i give them answers right. like are they actually bad pretending to be nice yeah yeah um, but so they've taken her sword basically because yep. she comes to and realizes like her sword is no longer with her and she wants it back. But mm-hmm. Asriel tells her like, give them a good reason to give it back, which yep. again, like as a captor makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but so they leave her there and she's basically just like stuck. There's mm-hmm. like this weird dark magic at the door, which is unlocked, but mm-hmm. she can't actually leave. Yep. And then there's a grate with like some scary ass monsters down there. Yes. <laughs> Um, and it's like, she's obviously looking for ways out, but they're, they're that's it. Like, that's those it. are your options. Um, and also, okay. Did I miss this? Did, when did Bryce and Hunt get married? Like she mentions them and I was like, um, I'm sorry. And even one of our <laughs> listeners was like, did I miss this? I was like, I feel like I overlooked this too. Like, when did they get married? There's a part of me that wondered when they just said like, Hey, we're mates. That's them essentially married. But there was no like actual. I don't think so. Wedding. Like I know we. Okay. This is really embarrassing. We literally broke down every chapter. But I. I didn't. Re- I, I, I don't actually, recall. I thought the same thing. And I was like. Is it just when they were like. Hey we're mates. Right. Because it mentions like on the autumnal equinox. And I was like. Are they talking about when they were at like Celestina's party? I think so. But like they said they were engaged. Like I don't recall. I don't them. think they said they were engaged. I think it was that they were mates. Yeah. And I think everyone's just like, okay, if you're mates. But you're, you're not married if you're mates. I don't know. I thought that was so weird. I was like, did we like miss something? <sighs> that was one of those like weird details that I was like, I don't feel like this is correct. It was confusing. Because I feel like it's been said like a million times in this book. Like yeah. they mentioned like husband and wife so many times. And I was like, did, did we miss this? I know we forgot to talk about it in the gush, but I was just like, when I was reading this again, I was like, wait, this was one of the things that I was so confused about. Right. So... I think it's just when they declared to everybody like, hey, we're mates. So weird. It was like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Just needed to like double check that I wasn't like totally like forgetting about a major scene that happened. <sighs> yeah. Or maybe like we missed something. <laughs> I don't know. If if <laughs> if you guys know when they actually got married, please let us know. Yeah. Um. Anyways. So just needed to make sure that I was because you are so like aware of everything that happens no that I was like, I, maybe Alex remembers no I had a friend who texted me the same thing and I'm like I think it was just when they declared that they were mates interesting okay. like in front of everybody I don't like that I don't know <laughs> feels like we skipped a step I know I agree 
Um, all right. So then we pivot to the meat market mm-hmm. um, for because, again, when we ended last, mm-hmm. the sense of wolves were converging. Correct. And so the group is like, what do we do? How do we get out of here? Do we mm-hmm. make a run for it? They're like freaking out. Um, Declan at one point um, makes another option or makes a suggestion to go to the or no, sorry. Ethan makes a suggestion to go to the Comidium because maybe Isaiah will help them. Mm-hmm. And Declan is like, you know, I don't see another option. Like, we, he might go to Celestina. Mm-hmm. And Flynn says, the governor's cool. But then Mark goes, I don't trust any Archangel. And mm-hmm. I was like, good call, Mark. Yes. I was like, hello, Celestina betrayed us. They don't know that, though. I know. I forget that they don't all know everything yet. No. So. It's been like two days. I know. Yeah. So, but that looks like that's what their plan is going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't really have any other options. So, yeah. Um, but as they're like standing there, like they can tell, like Ethan picks up that Amelie's scent is yep. there. So he knows she's getting closer. Um, so they push through this door only to find Sabine is standing there. Yes. Yeah. And it said, Sabine let out a joyous laugh. Her eyes met Ethan filled with nothing but hate. And then she faced Sigrid. Ethan's dismissal clear. He was nothing and no one to her. Not even a wolf to acknowledge. Oh. Like that's got to be so hard for him. Like, cause you know, he grew up with Sabine, yeah. even though he might not have liked her. Yeah. This is still like yeah. the alpha apparent or the prime apparent, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's been such a brat. I know. And obviously like she sees Sigrid and it's like, that's who she's there for yep and the chapter ends with her saying you look exactly like him Mm -hmm. referring to her brother who she killed yeah it's just wild no big deal no big deal all right chapter four yep uh the torture in the asterius dungeons continues yeah i hate i hate that they're all being tortured but i love like the support that they have for each other they are bros oh they're just like there for each other and it yeah i love it but i hate it like i hate they're all being tortured together but i love they're there together well, um, they could have so easily turned on each other. hundred percent. You know? Thinking like maybe I'll get out. like Because they're in so much pain. Right. But they're all so strong mm-hmm. and so brave and they just come together. I know. And I love that we get to hear like their inner monologues. Like I really wish we got to hear Baxians. Yeah. It's kind of sad that it's just like Rune and Hunt. But I love that we at least get their perspectives as totally. they're like reeling standing there. Um. So the chapter opens up in Hunt's perspective. Mm-hmm. And oh. I just feel so bad. I know. He's like swimming in guilt and mm-hmm. pain and it's just ugh. Yeah. But it's like the the whole chapter, it's just like he's thinking about like, you know, the pain and the dark and the quiet and like that was all he had in his world. But then it like switches and he like thinks like his very existence belonged to the Asteri once more. But inside him, beyond that sea of pain and despair, despair, Bryce was the entirety of his world, his <laughs> mate, his wife, his princess. I'm just like, oh, stop, Hunt. Yeah. So sweet. So it's like at least this time he has something yeah. like to hope for to like keep him out of like that darkness. Yeah. But it's so hard because he's he's just swimming in regret. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. he, he says like um, he should have seen it coming. Part of him had seen it coming a few weeks ago when he tried to convince Bryce not to go down this road. He should have fought harder, should have told her this outcome was inevitable, especially if he was involved. He'd know not to trust Celestina, that her whole new governor, new rules bullshit or was bullshit. He'd let her win him over and the archangels had fucking betrayed him. And all that talk about being a friend of Shahar's, he'd eaten it up. What was this, but another fallen rebellion. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. But it is, I mean, 
that's essentially what happened. No, but it's like it's not his it's not his fault. No, it's not. Like it's everyone's fault. They it, all signed up for it's it. It's Bryce's fault to be honest. Like she's the one that pushed <laughs> all of this, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um but I'm so impressed they haven't given Hunt or they've given Pollux nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So they are holding strong. Yeah, but I like it made me so happy and sad, but like Rune's trying to break this just awful tension and misery. Yeah. He tells like the dumbest joke ever. It's like two angels and a like, what is it? Bay Prince walk into a dungeon. Yeah. And they just crack up like, and it's like they're in so much pain. Like the laughter makes it so much worse. But I feel like it's one of those jokes where it's just like you're in, you're so miserable yeah. that it's just like, this just brings it to light and yeah. they just can't stop laughing. And I'm, I thought it was so funny. It was hilarious. Um, but they're just, they're trying to show each other support, like in the best way they can. And it's like when the hawk comes in and he's like threatening to cut out Baxian's tongue, yeah. like Baxian just like sticks it out more. And then hunt and rune also stick out their tongues. Yep. It's like, there's Sorry. you can just feel the support there. And it, yeah. it's really sweet to see something in the background mm-hmm. that I was like, huh? Apparently there was there's like shadows mm-hmm. moving, but it's not Rune's shadows. No, Hunt says this shadow is different, darker, older. Watching them, watching Hunt, and I'm like, what's in the dungeon with yeah. them? And it's like at some point he's like, am I hallucinating? And then you get this whole list of like good versus bad when you're hallucinating. It's like good. <laughs> well, I'm close to death. Bad. Well, I'm close to death. Like you just get <laughs> yeah. like this long list, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is accurate. Like, yeah. it's probably good to hallucinate, but that also means you're about to die. And so yeah. he thinks the shadow is basically death itself mm-hmm. um, coming for him. Um, then we pivot to Rune's perspective. Mm-hmm. And he he's talking about how he's on this, like, raft of oblivion drifting mm-hmm. across a sea of pain. And I'm just like, oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. But so he's this is his way of trying to, like, disassociate, essentially, from the pain. Right. But while he's there... Lydia's like reaching out to him because mm-hmm. it's they're in that mind world right and he just wants nothing to do with her no he goes here there was no escape from her voice if he roused himself the pain would wash over the raft and he'd drown in it so he had no choice but to listen to drift toward that beacon just like oh you poor guy poor thing but like I mean she's like calling to him yeah. and it's like you know, she's thinking like, God, what did he do to you? Talking about Pollux and, you know, Rune's response is nothing that you haven't done a thousand times yourself. Like he is just, he is so. That's not true. Rune. Yeah. Not to her, not to him specifically, but to other people. Oh, you know what? That's true. Yeah. Uh, But she's like apologizing and she says that she understands why he's angry and hates her. But he says like, save your sob story for somebody who gives a shit. And like, it's like, whoa. Um, but she says, please. And he responds, fuck your excuses and like forces himself to wake up to the pain. So it's like, he's choosing the pain over like just hearing her voice. Well, and I think that just goes to show how deeply his heart is hurting. hundred percent. Just, it's sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not Lydia's fault. No, we're team Lydia right now. If you haven't noticed. (laughs) And if you didn't hear, you can go listen to our gush session, but we are. 100% 100% team Lydia. It's not her fault. She's doing her best, Rune. Okay. Um, chapter five. Mm-hmm. Sabine. At- Hold on. Here we go. Sabine attacks and is shot. The Viper Queen traps the crew. Lydia gets a Sprite Queen. Bryce jumps through a grate and looks for answers and a way out. Yeah. Jumping all over the place. Um, Sabine is dead. What? I was like. <laughs> Just, the face is blown off. I was like, excuse me? I didn't. We just brushed right over that, it felt like. Like, no big deal. And I was like, wait, 
I reread. I was like, Sabine is dead. What? Yeah. I was like, wait, what? is she dead dead? Is she? <laughs> but I'm sorry. If your face is blown off, how are you not dead dead? Let's be real. I don't know. I thought that was very odd. I was like, could we just like have maybe said her like shoulder, her lung, something. No, face. face. Blown off. I was like, "Mm, if your face is blown off, your brain has probably exploded. Let's be honest. So. I don't know. thought that was a little weird. but a lot. um, But yeah. then She's just taunting. Oh, I know. though. She is. Deserves it. Totally deserves it. Um, Yeah. So Sabine confronts them. She's clearly there to kill Sigrid. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, Ethan's trying to stop it in any way he can, just being super sweet little Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sabine confirms that, like, nobody cares if she kills Sigrid because everybody's distracted. They've disowned them. Like, these guys are nothing anymore. Yeah. Like, they don't have the support that they had at one yep. point. So it's kind of like, well, I can do whatever I want without any repercussions. Yep. So not good. Yep. But um, Declan and Flynn have their guns drawn, and when Sabine finally leaps and attacks, mm-hmm. they shoot her. So, But Declan goes for the knee to inc- incapacitate. Right, which you should. But Flynn just goes for the face. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Um, so they're like, okay, we got to go. The wolves are coming. But then Ethan's like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. The wolves are quiet. Mm-hmm. And then the Viper Queen steps out. And she just says, bad dog. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, so then we pivot to Lydia mm-hmm. who's with Rigolus um, and they're like walking down the stairs and Lydia's thinking like it would be so easy were he any other being to wrap her hands around his neck and twist she mm-hmm. could almost feel the echo of his crunching bones reverberating against her palms and it's like she wants him dead yeah. like it is so clear like it's so cool that we get Lydia's perspective on somebody it. that like is a spy and is mm-hmm. a double agent whatever but how much she despises the Asteri yeah. so I, I kind of love it uh, but they're making their way down to the room of mystics. There's mm-hmm. where all thousand of them are searching for Bryce. Um, and Rigolus tells like the mistress of the mystics that he needs Arethris. Arethus? Mm-hmm. Are- How do you say it? I put Arethus. Arethus. Um, okay. Um, and she is the Sprite Queen. Yes. And they're doing that because Lydia's asked mm-hmm. to use the Sprite Queen for a little while. And you're kind of like, Hmm. Yeah. But she claims that she thinks that she'll be able to break Hunt right. with her help. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, you couldn't, like, I find it interesting that Regulus is like, I mean, he says it's like unorthodox for her to like right. request this, but I'm like, couldn't you just use fire? Like, do you have to use Sprite fire? To- Some, she, she's saying it's something about the Sprite. I think she's thinking they all know about Lahaba. Mm-hmm. And so maybe someone like Lahaba hurting Hunt could maybe. help break. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but clearly like Lydia's thinking like this is give like because Regulus agrees to give her permission to use Arethas for a week. So yeah. Lydia's like, well, this clearly shows how desperate Regulus is to break Hunt. Yep. Um, so clearly something's going on that she doesn't know about is kind of the vibe that I get. Totally. And the Sprite Queen agrees mm-hmm. reluctantly. Right. She doesn't really Lydia. have a choice. Yeah. Um, oh, but I did think it was interesting. So the reason that the Sprite Queen is down there with the Mystics mm-hmm. is her light, and specifically, mm-hmm. helps protect the Mystics that like venture into Hell, and right. that's why she's there. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I just I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, so then we're with Bryce mm-hmm. alone in her dungeon. Yes. And I think it's funny how she's like hyping. She's like hyping herself up. I thought it was so funny. Like <laughs> she's like, do something. Like yeah. do it. 
Yep. And so she's looking at that grate and all of those like monsters like swimming underneath. Mm-hmm. And they're so creepy. I'm picturing these like just like giant eels. Yes. Just, kind of. And I mean like black they're, eels. They're similar to the Sobex, which is what like Therian fought against when they were escaping the bone quarter. So like these right. massive creatures. Yes. Um, I'd be scared to jump in, obviously, because it's like you got one shot and you have like barely any power left. So it's like you yeah. have to winnow exactly onto this like little ledge yeah uh, it's, it's terrifying yeah um but she does it yeah she goes fuck this and yeah. then teleported into the pit i was like you go girl yeah um and then we pivot again yep back um, to therian and crew yep but they're you know giving him the rundown of like what just happened that rune and hunt are trapped in the eternal city that bryce is gone and well, it's part just- of the reason they're there is the viper queen was like come yes. into my abode oh yes so yes. now they're kind of stuck there mm-hmm. and they happen to be with therian correct who's totally like jacked up on the venom yes that is like therian is there and they're just like talking about how they how ethan like wanted to come help him and it says he closed his eyes once more this time because he couldn't stand the sight of his friends couldn't mm-hmm. stand the worry and pity in holstrom's eyes as the wolf took in his sorry state captain whatever more like captain worthless yeah like he is having the biggest pity party for himself truly like and i'm just like you chose this i know there were so many other options we could have worked through but your impulsiveness Mm -hmm. like not good no and all of your friends here now are basically Mm -hmm. the viper queen's captives right like it's time to step up Mm -hmm. let's do it all right so then we're back with bryce Mm -hmm. she winnows slash teleports to that spot Mm mm-hmm and her starlight power is keeping everything at bay. Yeah. So convenient. I know. <laughs> and she's like trying to figure out where to go. And she like looks left. Her star is like fine. She looks right and her star like dims. And she's like, well, I guess we're going left. Yeah. Like, so now it's like a weird GPS kind of thing. Right. And it's like <laughs> she just like kind of starts walking and the beasts like don't touch her. They just yep. kind of let her walk. Yeah, it says at one point, it says, she glanced at the star in her chest, still glowing brightly. They are your champions, too, it seemed to say. And I was like, oh, so, like, would they fight for Bryce? I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. So she starts kind of, like, going into Mm -hmm. the depths of this tunnel Tunnel thing but i like the one quote it said rune had called her a queen before she left and for the first time in her life as she walked through that sea of death she might have lifted her chin a little bit higher might have felt a mantle settle on her shoulders a train of starlight in her wake might have felt something like a crown settle upon her head guiding her into the dark Mm. Mm. is she exactly where she's supposed to be maybe all right then back with therian Mm -hmm. um and he's chatting with Ethan. And so he's catching Ethan up as to, like, why he's in right. the Viper Queen's, like, clutches. Mm-hmm. And he's just very defeatist about it. He says, it's too late, Wolf. There's no saving me. Yeah. So down in the dumps. I know. Um, And Sigrid this whole time is freaking out because she now feels trapped in the Viper Queen's lair because they're like, well, can we leave? And right. they're kind of like, no, not really. And so she's just, like, instantly, like, trapped. And I'm yeah. like... Okay. very triggering she's got ptsd very triggered yeah um but ethan's like trying to calm her down like saying get some sleep like we just have to be smart think of a plan essentially yep. and that's kind of how the chapter ends well i thought this was funny mm-hmm. she goes is this a thing you do frequently liberate people enslaved to others and he goes only recently <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely kind of like leaning into this like 
savior complex, complex. for sure so mm-hmm. all right chapter six yep Bryce travels the tunnels only for Nesta to catch up. With a few tricks, Bryce gets her way and they go deeper into the tunnels. What do you notice? I'm so curious to see where Nesta and Bryce are going to wind up. Like this seems like uncharted territories and I kind of think that they like each other. Yeah, they're an interesting duo. Right. I think a lot about Nesta remind like I I can see how Nesta and Danica are very similar. Mm -hmm. So naturally, Bryce would kind of work well and get along with her. I think so. Um, okay, so Bryce is just walking and walking and, and she has no supplies. No. Um, so she kind of is just like exhausted and thirsty and mm-hmm. hungry. Tired, all the things. And so she lays down mm-hmm. and falls asleep. I know. She's like, I just closed my eyes for a heartbeat and then I, I was asleep for hours and she wakes up and realizes she's not alone. No. Um, Nesta's like standing over her with a sword, you know, on her back. And it said the female's blue gray eyes seemed to gleam with power in the starlight. And Bryce didn't dare move. Yep. And then she says, do yourself a favor and drink before you pass out again. <laughs> so sassy Nesta mm-hmm. is here in yeah. play. Yeah, so Nesta was basically sent there to retrieve her, mm-hmm. and Bryce is trying to figure out, like, if she's bluffing or, like, you know, how she can get away. Um, but I love that Nesta says, um, as Silver Flames dance in Nesta's eyes, she says, do you want to find out regarding if she's bluffing or not? Um, yep. And I don't, I take Nesta very seriously. We know. Bryce yes. just goes, I'm always up for a day of discovery. Mm-hmm. And then tries to be tricky. I know. Which I get, you're trying to escape your captors, but, like. Because Nessa obviously wants to take her back, and yeah. Bryce does not want to be taken back. So yep. she, like, runs and her... Like, blind, tries to blind her with the light. Right. Um, her starlight erupts, and it just, like, as she's running, like, shadows come after her yep. and, like, trap her. Yeah. And I think both of us, or most readers, obviously, who've read Akatar, are mm-hmm. assuming... Asriel, because Nesta doesn't have shadow power. Right. So that was my thought. I was like, oh, Asriel's there. Yeah. And just like hiding. Well, I think I was like, it's either Azrael or Reese. It's somebody. One of them. Somebody is there with them using their shadow powers to like contain her. But then she like blasts the shadows off mm-hmm. and like is able to keep running. And then she gets held down again with the shadows. Yep. Um, and they're like pinning her down and she's thrashing. And she uses this like light bomb essentially and just like explodes it, which yep. shakes the mountain, which causes this like collapse of stone. Yep. I was like, this is a very dramatic like yeah. escape. So the tunnel's now blocked off. Correct. They can't go back. Mm-hmm. They can only go forward. Yes. But like she winds up tripping and like Nesta's there again with like the sword. Yeah. Um but basically it's like, okay, we're going forward because we can't go back. Yep. So yeah, that's we're gonna see what happens. Yeah, Nesta says we're trapped down here. We might as well see what lies ahead. It was a better reaction than Bryce could have hoped for, especially from the Fae. And I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter seven, last one. Yay! Lydia tests Arethus, and Bryce and Nesta run into some monsters. Mm. What'd you notice? I love the fire sprite queen. Um, she is the best. And, like, even though she's being trapped for hundreds of years, like, she keeps and maintains her honor. And yeah. And I just, oh, I love it. Yes. It's oh, so good. The sprites are the most quality yeah. people. I'm like, how are you guys considered lesser? I know. Or lower. It's whatever. because they're. The best. The best. Mm-hmm. They are being shoved down the most. Yes. Um. Okay. So this chapter starts with Lydia. She's mm-hmm. got the fire queen. Um, or the Sprite Queen, whatever you want to call her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's basically like taking her to what 
the fire sprite queen thinks is a dungeon, but it's not. No. Um, because she tells her that she needs a bit of a warm up before the main event. And you're like, mm, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And they go to a spot where the hag, the mm-hmm. imperial hag, the one that has put all of the collars, mm-hmm. the halos or whatever on everybody. Yep. Where she's being held mm-hmm. and accused of betrayal. Mm. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. It's, her name is Hildy. Um, and we learn that she's basically there because of a calm crystal that was found. And we're all like, hmm, we know where that calm crystal I came from. I know that that was yours, Lydia. Yep. So what do you got up your sleeve? Yep. Um, so she's obviously being like, I'm innocent. I have not done anything. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. Um, and we kind of learned that the sprites like their tattoo and their like collar, it's just passed down from generation to generation. So yeah. whoever's the queen is just like, it said that Arethas was queen for like five minutes before like Rigolus brought her in and had her just like tattooed yeah. to be slave. Like I can't imagine just because of who you're born to yeah. inheriting that. It's so horrible. It's awful. Um, um, but so this hag has done horrible things to yeah. Arethas and her people. Mm-hmm. But when the hind says to burn her, mm-hmm. she says no. Yeah. I was like, I was so surprised. I couldn't, I would not be that. I don't think I could be that person. I'd be yeah. like, Hey, yes, please. Yes. Like I've been trapped in a bubble for how long? And this is my enemy. Right. Let's go. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, that she said no. And she says, I may be your captive, but I do not have to obey you. And Lydia says like, you know, it's a pity, like your pity is a wasted on her. And she winds up saying, it's not pity. It is honor. There is none in attacking a person who cannot fight back enemy or no. And then she goes on to say like, honor is all I have honor in my name. I will not sully your yield them no matter what my enemy has done or what you threaten me with hind. Okay. I am a fan of Arethas. Yeah. I love, I love how she stands up to the hind like this. Yeah. Oh, so good. Even though she's a slave, she has not lost her power. No. And it's like, I mean, there's also nothing to gain by doing like, yes, you get revenge, but True. also like you're going to go back and just suffer more. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I was so impressed with her saying no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lydia's just kind of like, well, OK. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Arethas is like, don't you want to take me to the dungeon? Mm-hmm. She's like, what? what's the point if you're not going to do anything, do anything? Yeah. So but then part of us is like Lydia doesn't want to torture them. Right. So. What game are we playing? Right. Mm -hmm. Questions. I know. All right. Then we're back in Valar, or I guess not technically Valar's Prithian, Mm -hmm. um, with Bryce and Desta walking. Yep. And they're in these tunnels that mm -hmm. are huge. Yes. And they come upon this like massive ravine that has a bridge across it. And I was like, it reminds me of when Nesta was going to Romuel and there was like that one bridge oh, yeah. and you're like what's gonna happen mm. um and obviously like Nesta is like you know um I haven't lived long enough to know every horror in this world but I can tell you that dark places tend to breed dark things especially one as old and forgotten as this yeah so I'm She's like not wrong no I'm like what's coming what is coming yeah. with this bridge they should definitely be wary but it's just so interesting this apparently this whole area has never been explored before right so like Reese and crew have no idea what's down here mm-hmm. and part of me is like why right but apparently they, they didn't know it existed right I mean well why would you go into like the beast layer to find a cave to go explore like, I mean I guess yeah but then we also find out that Nesta volunteered mm-hmm. and that's just 
not Nesta. And Bryce <laughs> asks her why, and she says, "Call it intuition." And I'm like, "What do you know, Nesta?" Yeah, like this is that's a we know Nesta. Mm-hmm. That's not a very Nesta mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, so they're exploring. Not I really exploring. They're walking down these tunnels, mm-hmm. and then an enormous worm pops out of nowhere. Well, so they're halfway across the bridge. And right. they start hearing noises and Nesta's like, run. Cause she pulls out her sword and then yep. she's like, cause stuff is coming. And there's like these creatures that are, they describe them. They sound creepy and nasty and things I don't want to see in my nightmares Yeah, uh, that are like coming towards them. And Bryce freezes mm-hmm. and that's when the worm comes up and mm-hmm. it like swallows these things whole. And we know, I think we're both assuming this is a Midgarden worm because yes, it. We find out like next page yes, confirmation. It's a Midgarden worm. And you're like, what? I didn't know there was more of them. Like, yeah. what is it doing down here? Um, but Bryce like froze and Nesta. Just not her. It's not her at it's all. Very surprising. I was yeah. I thought it was very crazy. Um, but Nesta winds up like going and grabbing her and like dragging her the rest yeah. of the way off the bridge through the tunnels. Yeah. Um. So let's see. So we get the confirmation that's a Midgard worm, and Bryce immediately is like Midgard, like Midgard. Did they come from my world originally? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've had that same question, Bryce. Right. It's We've a great all, question. Yeah. That was one of those mass <laughs> multiverse like hmm. questions. <laughs> Yeah. But I thought it was really interesting because it says, you know, when Bryce finally peered at the warrior talking about Nesta, mm-hmm. she found Nesta's gaze already on her displeasure and something like disappointment filled Nesta's pretty face as she said, you froze out there. I thought that was really interesting to like for Bryce who doesn't yeah. know Nesta to see like disappointment and yeah. like. I mean, for me, I understand because Nesta's this warrior now and she like mm-hmm. faces her fear. She's a Valkyrie. So she, I think how Bryce had been acting before, she was expecting Bryce to be an equal warrior. She's like a kindred spirit. Right. And so to see her freeze, like I was like, disappointment. Ooh, that's a harsh one. That is harsh. So yeah, I was just, I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, but Bryce like fires back and, you know, Nesta's like, you need to either fight or run. And Bryce is like, well, I have training and don't tell me what to do. And <laughs> being snarky i was like well you froze out there bryce so you should be told right now yeah she goes i've been doing that my entire life i don't need a lesson from you about it and mm-hmm. then nesta says then don't make me risk my neck dragging you out of danger next time and yep. it's like mm. touche yep mm-hmm. and it's like you can already tell these two are quite the pair yes but they continue on and that's where we end yeah <sighs> i know i know I, I don't know how one puts this book down. It's hard for me to like end with our episodes. It's like, that's all for this week. I know. Yeah. Especially like certain parts. You're like, oh, I want to know what happens. Like, what like, do they find? Go, like, go. keep going in the cave. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we got, we're trapped in the tunnels. We're trapped in the dungeons. Mm-hmm. We're trapped in the Viper Queen's place. Not a positive. We should have just called this episode trapped. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like there is like no one is safe right now. No. So nerves. Yep. Anywho, um, all right. Next week. Next week we're, we're doing do... ap- uh, chapters eight through twelve. Yes. Um, and then this week, in case you missed it, we're doing bonus chapters yes. for our minisode. So we're breaking it up into two episodes because mm-hmm. there were five bonus chapters. Right. Um, but this week's bonus chapters we're doing day and night mm-hmm. and Bryce, Asriel, and Nesta. Yep. So those two bonus chapters we're going to be talking about this Thursday. Yep. So. Check it out. And let us know what you think. We'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.